Welcome to the Taiwanese Diaspora Podcast, where we use personal storytelling to connect people of Taiwanese heritage from all around the world. I am Cynthia, and I'm excited to use this podcast platform as a way to explore what it means to be Taiwanese X. This is episode 43. I'm really excited today to welcome three of the organizers and activists behind the 2020 Write in Taiwanese census campaign. If you're in the U.S. and you are Taiwanese-American, um, likelihood is that you saw the campaign and hopefully you wrote in Taiwanese. Yeah, so we talk about the census today and about the Pew Research study that came out after the census numbers were tallied. The study basically lumped Taiwanese under Chinese. So as you can imagine, this raised a lot of issues and questions um, and spurred the Write in Taiwanese team um, along with the TaiwaneseAmerican.org team to put together a letter to Pew to address this issue. So basically the thread in today's conversation is about all the efforts we're doing to make sure that we get recognized as Taiwanese Americans. 大家好,欢迎收听台湾人网络广播,我是阿秀,用这个平台来跟华侨华裔的台湾人聊他们的生活过程和未来的梦想。这是第四十三集今天很高兴欢迎到三位对二零二零年美国人口普查的这个运动很有贡献有几个团体合作传讯息跟在美国的台湾华裔跟华侨在这个填空里可以写成台湾人就让台湾人报自己的认同后来人口普查的数字算出来之后有一个主持叫Pew就把台湾人算成中国人当然对自我认同是台湾人的人觉得这个是错的所以我们今天就可以了解一下背后他们是怎么样跟这个Pew Research Organization 能够改变这个错误我们 have Ting, Christina, and Leona with us today. 那我就欢迎你们三位来跟我们解释一下这个人工普查的运动, Write in Taiwanese, the movement. And would love to just have you guys introduce yourselves. 然后我们会试着用英文、台语跟国语. Let's start with Christina. Yes. Thank you so much, Cynthia, for inviting us. My name is Christina Hu. I'm the Director of Civic Engagement with Taiwanese American Citizens League. I headed the 2020 census campaign where, uh, so we're going to explain a little bit more what the census is, but most, most, hopefully most of your audience have heard of us and actually rowing Taiwanese in the 2020 census April in the, uh, throughout April until September last year in 2020. 我的中文名字是胡若涵,以前是小孩子,以前是台北生的,然后小时候搬来美国,然后我是就是Civic Director,很难翻译说中文,这个是我不晓得中文是什么,但是就是台美公民协会,就是TACL,台湾民协会。I'm Leona,中文名字是台湾英语,我在湾区出生长大,I am the Creative Director for the Census Campaign, and also the editor-in-chief of TaiwaneseAmerican.org. Um, 
，啊，我嘛是《Hadakura Media》诶，总编辑甲即个诶创办人。Um, hi everybody. My name is Ting.、Uh, I am the、um, media director of the Right in Taiwanese Census Campaign 2020, and I'm also the、uh, co-founder and editor-in-chief of Kalagla Media. Awesome. Okay. 那我们就请你们先介绍一下这个人口普查的 Right in Taiwanese 的 effort. 去年还是前年开始的目的是什么？然后结果是什么？ OK， 所以开始的话，我就想要解释一下这这人口普查，这 twenty twenty census， 呃，在美国用英文是 census 是什么？这呃，这就是其实在美国宪法里头就有规则说，每政府每十年就需要出去见美，去见所有的美在住在美国的人，算所有的人，然后重新算这个数目字，重新了解说人口是什么样。什么样的？有多少男的？多少女的？有多少岁的？然后有怎么样不同的背景的人？所以每十年都要规定这样来做。所以我们就每十年已经三次从，从我知道从两千年就开始，其实一九九零就有就有这种运动，说在这个人口普查上面的话，每个人都应该要就要签那个 Other Asian， 其他的亚洲人、亚洲裔，然后写下台湾人。So I'll do it in English as well, just what I explain. So The census is actually something that is required by the U.S. Constitution, where the government has to go out and count every single person that lives in the United States and gets to know some basic information about the type of people living in the United States. And、um, so this has to do with、uh, how government apportions the Congress,、uh, number of Congress, and、uh, funding, and all the policies. And I hand over to Leona and to talk about. What our efforts specifically to the 2020 census? Sure. So the the campaign was designed to become integrated into all of the community organizing that already exists. So Tackle has a series of programs called TAP, the Taiwanese American Professionals Network.、Um, they have regional chapters and they help us reach working professionals.、Um, we were also working closely with different. Like Nawa, so Taiwan Women's Association, North American Taiwanese Women's Association, TaiwaneseAmerican.org, of course, and Atia, the engineering guys. And then we're so grateful that so many conference organizers and chapter presidents、um, gave us the time and space to address their audience and make very clear the significance of this campaign. So the three of us, we gave talks, we tabled,、um, we had podcasts and stickers and merch for fundraising. And thanks to Ting, all of our materials, both going in Bangladesh, were bilingual. We also had really elevated our social media presence、so、using Instagram and Facebook and Line, and they have become very differently influential than they were when we did the campaign ten years ago. So just a variety of tactics to get people engaged and thinking about: okay, what is the purpose of the census? What is the data used for? How does it affect me? And how does me identifying as Chinese help the overall purpose? Yeah, and Ting, can you talk about a little bit about the、um, the history of the Taiwanese in- identity? So that piece of coming into the campaign. Uh, sure. So, as we all know, on the、uh, U.S. Census, it does ask you for your ethnicity, but then under Asian, there are only、uh, up to now there are only six checkboxes, and even this part in itself is you know rather recent. Um, it's only in within the last. You know, several decades that the census have been asking people for their ethnicities, and of course, Taiwanese being sort of a more of a recent kind of 
identity that people have I mean, the, the Taiwanese identity have always been around, but it's more recently that people in Taiwan have come together and kind of made it a point to stand up and say, okay, we want to be identified as Taiwanese. And of course, in um, America, you have people from Taiwan, also second generation Taiwanese Americans that have kind of seen, you know, kind of felt kind of, kind of being part of that movement as to say, you know, we want Taiwanese to be recognized on its own. Taiwanese is, um, has, different characteristics and different, you know, it's a, it's a different political and personal identity from other categories such as Chinese. And so the movement, you know, we, we've been doing this for the last two senses and it's uh, something that's very important for, I, I believe very important for Taiwanese people to say, okay, we want to specifically make a point that, you know, we want to be counted. Uh, 聽有第二,你大概就知道說台灣人的這個行動是怎樣的。在過去差不多十年至十年 so recently, Pew put out a report. There's like a little asterisk that said like Taiwanese is part of Chinese in their report output. And so there was a movement via a letter that was written to Pew. Can you guys talk a little bit more about that um, and about their response and what the next steps are? Um, I can take this one. So I did want to acknowledge that I think the challenge of being Taiwanese, especially given the history that Ting just shared, is that you have been denied a level of agency for so long, you start to doubt yourself. And I know I personally was like, this, this specific erasure and this conflation is so hurtful, but also very familiar um, that, you know, as a community, how do we pick and choose our battles? And I'm really grateful that among us, but also from people that we really respect, um, there were people raising their concerns pretty much immediately. And it affirmed how legitimate and how serious our concerns were. Pew Research Center in particular is so influential and very often cited. And we knew that the intellectual dishonesty embedded into this report would compound the erasure that we experienced because you know, people will cite this report and they will use their methodology to as permission um, to continue that same conflation of Chinese and Chinese identity, despite absolute presented evidence that people have chosen to separate them. And so the statement that we drafted together, I hope, made it clear that we are taking this seriously out of respect for the work that P does, um, out of appreciation for everything that the census data is used to do, out of a deep belief that data integrity is foundational to civic and social justice. Um, I really personally resent any platitude that you know, identity is complex and requires both qualitative and quantitative analysis. Because like, yes, of course, these are true. 
Um, but to suggest that complexity is a reason that the census data can be manipulated is, is dishonest. Um, to suggest that we are undercounted or misunderstood or an unobserved community is to be really ignorant of all the ways we have presented ourselves and done the work and made it count. Um, part of the Taiwanese narrative is that we are so often intentionally left out or ignored or belittled and then gaslit in a way and accused of doing too little to prove our humanity and who we are. So in our internal conversations, we keep saying, um, we did not ask for special treatment in the letter. Um, we provide the current geopolitical conditions that make our identity especially worth protecting. But those aren't a prerequisite for equal treatment of the data set. Um, the context just shows the depth of the harm done. Kim, do you wanna add anything? Yeah, so with uh, Pew right now, we had, um, just to update on what has been happening, we've had a series of um, sort of internal conversations with Pew and with uh, Mr. Neil Ruiz. Basically, we have told them that what we want is to have Taiwanese be treated as all the other categories in the Asian American report that they did, because that's how the census have broken everybody down. Right. And so they've basically taken the census data for every other group except for Taiwanese and also for Okinawan and then made a report about that. And so we said, you know, we because the census also includes Taiwanese and includes Okinawans and there are significant numbers of people who self-identify as such, um, you should treat these groups the same way you treat all the other groups. The response we've gotten um, was that, well, you know, the census undercounts the Taiwanese. And also, as Leona said, it's uh, um, they basically said, well, it's complex, and you know, we need to do more study. And the the reason why we think those answers are inadequate is one because the assumption that the census undercounts these groups applies the same way to all the other groups, right? If it's a problem with the census survey itself, um, there's no reason to single out Taiwanese or Okinawans you know, for for special treatment, and you know, not to be treated like the other groups. Um, the second reason is, if it is true that you say that the Taiwanese number is undercounted, then it absolutely makes no sense to then say, well, none of you guys exist, you guys are all changing. So this is where we are, and we are contemplating next steps as to what we can do to raise more awareness uh, with this issue, especially not just amongst Taiwanese Americans, but among other Asian American groups and um, American society at large as well. Yeah, and I just wanted to add that Broadly speaking, and piggyback on both what Leona said, how this is very familiar to us as Taiwanese, that a lot of times that during our history, we were under other influence, other imperial powers and those are colonial uh, past. So this identity of Taiwanese is some, somewhat affirming of our own identity. So that's why it's important to us. And broadly speaking, which is what Ting was saying, that looking at this trend of how people, how do we know that identities are out there? Isn't it by the fact of people self-reporting, which is exactly what the U.S. Census does, is they, they go to people and allow them to report themselves. So going back to the history of the U.S. Census, it's only since 1960. 1960 was only the first time people can say who they are. 
So this means before 1960. So if you are taking the census in 1950, the census taker comes into your house and look at your face or look at what you look like and decide what, what kind of race or ethnicity you are. So we would consider this self-identification piece as progress for the United States and also in respect to really, really appreciating diversity. We also challenged Pew Research Center because they are doing, trying to have this effort of honoring diversity among all the groups that are in America. So isn't the first piece to really acknowledge the diversity that is self-reported as the first step of honoring diversity research itself. And we also like to add that the struggle is not just Taiwanese, like we cited the Okinawans are actually embedded under the Japanese too. And they, the reason we have these data is because people wrote in, reported themselves, that's their identity. So our struggle is not just us, it's sort of a, unfortunately, it's a very common story where the mainstream needs time to understand or respect more minority voices. So we're hoping on this trajectory of sort of uh, history in the arc, as Martin Luther King Jr. says, like hopefully that in some way, in a small part, we contribute to creating more justice for minorities in America. That resonates because we're recording this in May right now. You know, it's AAPI month. Tagline that's being sent around right now is that Asians are not just a monolith. And this speaks to the data integrity piece. I mean, you kind of touched on it already, the importance of having more data integrity, data transparency on issues related to how we're reporting ethnicity. And that that has like a lot of other ramifications. Or one comment I heard recently from a nonprofit I was talking to is that, you know, on the whole, from a societal perspective, Asians are considered not impoverished, but you segment out different groups, South Asians and East Asians. If we just take those two groups, uh, that there is more poverty amongst the South Asians than there are amongst East Asians. And so if we're going to lump everybody all together as Asians and in various senses or surveys that they're they're not in need of additional assistance from different organizations or et cetera, then that's actually doing a disfavor to those that do actually would benefit from from assistance. I agree. And and part of the work ahead and that Christina has been really wonderful in championing is is to get buy-in and solidarity from other minority communities. And so the statement came out just, you know, around two weeks ago. And so far, we have collected just under 600 signatures. And I don't think we were ever strategizing around a critical mass. The objective was twofold. Um, one is for Bagilang, our own Taiwanese people, to restore confidence in the process and to say, you know, for every census campaign we've run, for all the word of mouth marketing, the line reminders, the work that we did do to check other Asian and make it count, it was not for nothing. Um, we did not want anyone to feel discouraged or invalidated in their efforts because the raw data is there. The Taiwanese Americans did make it count. So part of collecting signatures among our own people was to remind them that the work continues and we are staying vigilant about the future of our community. We are also interested in gathering support from other communities because the question is not, is Taiwanese identity legitimate? It is, is the research conducted about Asian Americans, about the diversity of our community, is it honest? Is it helpful? Can we trust it to tell the truth? 
um, data collection is inherently challenging and imperfect, and we acknowledge all of that. But how do we use an incomplete data set, and how do we account for these shortcomings? That's all part of the work. Manipulating the data set, um, merging groups that are by design not the same, is counterproductive to that work. And that's a key part of our messaging, is that it's, it's not about being proud that we're because of course we are, but that only exists in our own echo chambers. It is about the intellectual honesty of the work being done to serve our community. So, in the research,它出来的那个number,它把台湾人加进到中国人的那个那个category的时候,它是不老实的这样做。因为我真的是需要大家知道说我觉得说每个人的文化里头就真的就是很没有帮助 你拿起讲你认为你是中国人你直接写讲你是中国人就好啊 但是今天这个Pure 怎样讲,你其实是中国人,所以我们写作中国人。这样的感觉,当然是不对。所以我们今天用这些时间,用这些时间,用这些资料,用这些资料,用这些资料,用这些资料,用这些资料,用这些资料,用这些资料,用这些
the whole situation is is quite uh, astounding because what Pew essentially did, I want to make it very clear in English too, that what happened was that when the, the U.S. Census honor every self-reporting. So if you report yourself as Chinese, they report you as Chinese. If you report yourself as Hmong, uh, you wrote in for Hmong, you have to check the other Asian writing Hmong, and they will they will report you as Hmong. So Taiwanese is the same. That when we check the other Asian box, the U.S. Census reports us, records us as Taiwanese. So I want everybody to be very clear that we did not get erased by the U.S. Census. It's only the Pew Research taking the data from the U.S. Census and decided on their own that um, perhaps the Taiwanese that Rowan didn't aren't really Taiwanese and they merged us under Chinese. And it did the same thing to the Okinawans. So yeah, so it's quite an interesting situation to describe too, because I, I, it's, it's a little bit um, unbelievable. Yeah, so before we go on to the next question. Yeah, because before we started recording, you were also talking about the, the census being every 10 years, and then every year there's this other survey that's being done. Do you want to share a little bit background on that as well? and where that data is accessed and where that data goes? Sure, sure. So even more background on the US Census is that um, is they're required by the US Constitution to count everyone every 10 years. But as part of the US Census as a department of a US government service, they also have other surveys. And another survey is called American Community Survey, which happens every year but they only give sampling. They only send out sample questions to only certain amount of households that they think is representative. So the baseline is always this 10 year, every 10 year census. That's why it's so important that there's, there have always been huge efforts among not just Taiwanese, but all the other advocacy groups every 10 years to really go out and make sure that everyone is aware that when they get this mail, when they get this information to fail the census, where, when the census taker comes to their home, then they, they get themselves counted because it's such a sense, essential part, is the fundamental part of how policies are made and how data, like the most respected data that is available in the United States that we could tell people about the people that are in the United States. And, and also for funding, right? Can you elaborate on that? So that it apportions out what funding, how many representatives you get in Congress, and it has a lot of other yeah. uh, benefits as well. Yes. Yeah. So essentially because of the con it's also, as these are all outlined by the law, uh, essentially the law of this land, the, 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 the founding father from the constitution that is this, these numbers are used to, um, so the apportion, that's what call what they call uh, apportionment. So they look at the population shift and deciding how many, this is how we know how many uh, districts that are going to be out there, how many representatives each state would have. So it really starts with how many representatives each state would have. And then now comes with redistricting. And, and then also based on the population, how much federal funding is distributed across states. And so this comes in handy. Uh, a great, great example would be whenever there is disaster that there's federal FEMA funding or anything from the federal government. And the, the deciding point of how much each state would get is also about a population too. So these are critical numbers in terms of informing how the government can best serve people. And this is really, I think, the, one of the um, 
the fundamental piece about how democracy works in America. That part, you can speak Chinese? Yeah, can. Yeah, um, just explain that the census collection part is that in the American statute, it is. 讲说每十年就要就要知道说多少人住在哪里，所以他可以知道说，呃，参议员应该每一周可以有几个、有几位，然后才会说，你就我不知道大家知不知道说，呃，纽约跟跟加州各少一个一位的 representative 啊，就是参议员少一个，但是 Texas 因为说人加多了，他居然加两两位，所以这是每十年就是其实很大的就是很大的说。对这这每一周里头的平衡上面，就是重新再看，然后都是利用这个 census 这个呃算术，然后去讲说多少人在这这每一周这样子，然后也是用这个方式知道说什么样不同的人，然后在政府里头可以有什么样的政策来决定。然后一方面也是说，每一周如果说有需要任何钱从中央政府下来的话，都是用这来用这个数目字来算，说你这一周有多少人可以得到多少拿到多少钱。所以这就是对于说这这美国的这个民主这政策之下，其实很大的影响力。然后当然就是每十年就算一次，所以才会这么重要。说所有的组织都会每十年就会出来跟大家讲说多么重要。好，那你们还有什么想要跟大家讲的吗 ？Yeah. So was it clear that the that the U.S. Census data has us for peer research? Because <laughs> I that's one thing I want to make.、It clear. Yeah. No. Thank you for clarifying that. I don't. I didn't connect the two until you explicitly said that. Yeah, yeah they, they basically took the census data and then just used all the numbers from the census data, except for us. And then ignored Taiwanese and Okinawans and, and Okinawans, and they didn't even they did not even note that in their report, and right. like only <laughs> just like... I went line by line to compare, and I was like, what happened to the Okinawans? And then I looked at the Japanese number and. And the the difference is the Okinawa, and they didn't even know that. But I guess it's sort of like I guess you know I thank you for acknowledging you disappeared us openly. But do you, is it like political? Are they funded by? So Pew Research does an open source、um, information that I have is that they're funded by a family called Pew, and they their money is from gasoline, so old money. Yeah, it's 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 kind of a really weird situation we're in. And it's like they are saying all the right things, like about diversity and like. But that's like the posh thing to do right now is to talk about diversity. But like most people don't know what to do about that or what that really means. Like it's just a checkbox, right? Yeah, and then it's like, but you disappear people, so you don't know what honoring diversity means. <laughs> and the continual denial of, under the guise that Taiwanese identity is complicated. Or that trying to confuse the issue that some Taiwanese do identify with Chinese too. I actually have never encountered this level of misunderstanding、uh, from academics and researchers before. So I I have to say that I'm very surprised and very dismayed. Like this level of unwillingness to just report the data as it is from the U.S. Census. What's the call to action? What are the next steps that we should take? Should we be writing letters to our senators or representatives, or bombarding the Pew Research organizations with letters, etc.?、Um, how do we make a stand going forward, or continue to make a stand? I hope that everyone, in this, 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 in
多来这边讲到说，每次他们如果你有看到说台湾人要特别写进去的话，或者说台湾人有有自己的 check box 的话，你就可以，你就是 tag 那个 right dot in dot Taiwanese dot census。然后另外一面这方面就是说。如果你还没有签这我们的那个 open letter 的话，也可以来签一下，然后写下你的 comment。然后我们也是在计划下说怎么走走这下一步，也是在慢慢跟其他的组织联合起来。Yeah, so in English is that uh we hope that you will tag right that in that Taiwanese that census going forward. Um and when you see Taiwanese is uh is excluded or included or any way that This issue of our identity and continue to to have it rec getting recognized, and also sign our open letter if you have not, and share with your friends. And, and part of that is that there are so many ways to affirm our identities in other ways. Um, you always have a chance to prove your identity. So, for example, when I got the vaccine, they asked me my ethnicity, so I just wrote Taiwanese. Um, so on on official documents and everyday conversations, in the organizations and the community we are a part of, um, the census only counts us every ten years. But there are so many other opportunities where you will be asked about who you are and what that means to you and how that affects your expectation of the services you will receive. Um, and so part of the ongoing work of this campaign is to make that choice seem obvious to you and to educate you around the importance. Of identifying as such, however you choose to do that. Now we even made a video. So if we, if you could insert that video um, as, at the end of Leona's message, that would be great. Have you seen that video? I have not seen the video. You should send me the link. I'll put in the show notes. Yeah, let me send you the. I'll send you the YouTube link. Um, but I can also send you the actual video as well, or that you can just insert into. Yeah. So it's a general message about like. There are many different ways you can make our own identity count. Yeah, so. I know you mentioned、uh, writing to our senators and representatives. Right now, that's kind of on the table. Like we don't, like we don't have anything specific as to like, oh, this is the letter you should send everybody. Like we don't have a centrally organized congressional campaign just yet. But obviously, like if people want to write to their members of Congress, like they really, they they totally should do it. You know, it's right now we're just trying to get as many people, especially outside the Taiwanese community, to like get on board with this. So yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. And maybe as a part of that question,、um, what are you doing at work? 在工作上是要你要怎么样跟人家讲你是台湾人，或是 because oftentimes I don't know about you, you guys,、um, or where you are based or where you work, but oftentimes there there's a lot of lumping at work. I would say. And so it's always like, no, I'm from Taiwan, and then it's like, where's Taiwan? Or like, oh no, but Taiwan's part of China, and then you have to go into this whole thing about it's not part of Taiwan, not part of Taiwan's not part of China.、Um, how do you guys handle those type of questions? Yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, I, I remember like even back in high school and college, right? It's it was not fashionable to say you're Taiwanese, right? It was not.、Uh, it was actually a very kind of unusual. Taboo thing, like people kind of give you a weird look, like what? What is that? Or like,、uh, you know, especially for people who kind of know the history, right? Like, oh, you're just trying to stir things up, right? Like, why can't you just say you're Chinese, right? That was like in the '90s, right? And so I think we've made a tremendous amount of progress since then.、Um, it's I think it's compared to you know back then, right? It's much 
more accepted. It's much more normal, right? It's much more, you know, people have much more of a sense of, okay, yeah, there's some people that are Taiwanese, right? And this um, coincides with the trend in um, Taiwan itself, right? In the 80s and 90s, you know, most people identify as Chinese, right? So, like, um, there's people who identify as both Chinese and Taiwanese, and people identify as Ch uh, Chinese only. But the people who identify as Taiwanese only were um, very few and far in between, right? Not now that trend is completely reversed, right? The vast majority of the people in Taiwan says they're Taiwanese only. And so, you know, I think it, it's because people who came before us doing this work, right? You know, standing up to say they're Taiwanese, standing up to say, okay, you need to have Taiwan on your drop-down menu. You know, you can't put Taiwan as a province of China. You know, Taiwan deserves to be seen. Taiwan deserves to be uh, respected because you know, this is how we identify. This is who we are, right? And so um, all of that, all of those efforts, you know, whether any singular effort, you know, succeeds or fails, but you know, the, more, the, the point is that um, there are people who come before us and there are people um, after us that's going to take up this, this fight, you know, take up this struggle to um, make us, uh, to make Taiwanese more, uh, you know, more seen and to make us more, um, to you know, literally make us count. Um, and so, you know, I think that's, uh, that's really kind of long-term view of, um, you know, what we're trying to do here. I want to add a little 我小时候也是见到不同的人从不同地方来的时候他们有时候不是很了解说为什么自己讲是台湾人因为他们其实大概在认识世界通常是有跟他的那种那个帝国时代那种那种怎么样了解世界讲说哦中国日本然后以前还
or celebrate when we are recognized. Yeah. So Ting, do you want to elaborate more about their slogan and how that, so that entire piece about self-identity? Sure. I mean, it, it's the, the slogan. Um, I mean, we, we wanted to see our campaign as part of, um, you know, it's not just solely about the senses, right? It's about really coming to terms with who we are and then to say, hey, you know, this is who we are. There's no need to apologize for it. There's no need to be ashamed of it. There's no need to be embarrassed about it. We count. We should count in the senses and we should count everywhere else as well. And as we know, like the Taiwanese identity, right, because of the pressures and aggressions from China, that, you know, it's especially hard for the Taiwanese to assert ourselves, right? And so there's um, an even added amount of work that we need to, even amount of um, struggle that we need to get over to assert um, who we are. You know, it's very simply to say, hey, you know, like, I, I am Taiwanese and that's what, that's who I am. I think as Leona and Christina pointed out, right, the next step is, I really want to say to not lose hope and to, you know, really look at it as, you know, we've made tremendous amount of progress in the last 20, 30 years. And if we stay the course and if we stay together and continue to um, fight and continue to stand up for ourselves, I, I think that's a really good direction for um, us, the Taiwanese American community to be in. Awesome, thank you. So this is a U.S.-based project. Um, there, there's also a campaign to write in Taiwanese in Canada, right, Christina? Yeah, so there are people looking at the U.S. and say, and then asking that they should do the same thing in Canada as well. So I'm not sure if there is a counterpart, but I mean, like I said, this broadly speaking, this is really a movement for Taiwanese anywhere. But we really have been focusing on the U.S. census because it is this idea of self-identification and that you're honoring that. That's the key here. That um, going back to that history for the U.S. census, that's only since the 1960. This is not that long ago <laughs> to for a, a official government doctrine to be that you can't just decide what a person is. You, when you ask for that data, it has to be self-reported. So people get to identify what they are, who they are, right? I mean, <laughs> it's, it's interesting. I just used what they are. <laughs> so it's sort of interesting. So, so it's, it's interesting how you, when you think about how, that, how revolutionary that is as, as, a, as an idea that uh, when the government goes to, to the individual, to their citizens, that response and that honor of that citizen, their answer is sacred, that their self-reporting is supposed to be respected. And so that that movement has been caught on to. It, it, it's, it served the Taiwanese um, identity, it served other Asian identities very well too, because there really is just a huge amount of diversity. We wouldn't know about this unless that they have encouraged people to self-report. So that's the key here is that the world is much more progress here is to allow people to to preserve their diversity through self-reporting. Well, thank you so much, Christina, Ting, and Leona. How do people contact you? What should what social media platform should they follow or what website should they go to? Can you do a little plug? 
The statement itself is posted on TaiwaneseAmerican.org, and that website also showcases other stories that challenge and complicate and add joy and an interest to the Taiwanese American community. And I can be found at Leona, L-E-O-N-A, at TaiwaneseAmerican.org, and we're on social, TaiwaneseAm underscore org. And um, you can, if you want more information about what the 2020 Census campaign has been about, you can go to tacl.org slash 2020-census. Um, and the social media is on Facebook and Instagram at right.in.taiwanese.census. So continue to tag that, continue to celebrate our identity because we are, uh, this is who we are, keep making accounts. Let me know how I can continue to support. Yeah, so we're working on, on gathering more support in the wider Asian American community. So once that's um, that's out, that's uh, what we know definitely what's going to be done, then we reach out to you. And then we want to really amplify this. This is not okay. <laughs> yeah, the, re the report is very influential where everyone's writing AAP at representation.pieces right now. And we can just tell that they've cited the two research report because they're leaving out Taiwanese and the order is exactly how it's stated in the series. And so we are noticing like the, the, the influence of it. So it's not an isolated incident. It's why we said like the, the intellectual dishonesty compounds over time because it is so trusted and cited research. Like if I were to do a report, I would also use the series. Um, and that just shows the, the gravity of the situation. I love all the work you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, no problem. That was fun. Thanks so much. We'll stay in touch. Thank you. Okay. Thanks. Bye. bye. And that's it for today. Please send me a message on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at TWDIASPORA or shoot me an email. It's hello at TaiwaneseDiaspora.com. And if you or other people you know have stories that they'd like to share on this podcast, please send them my way as well. Some of you have asked about how to support the show. So if you are inclined, go to coffee, ko-fi.com slash T-W-D-I-A-S-P-O-R-A to donate. And if you like to read, check out my book recommendations at bookshop.org slash shop slash T-W-D-I-A-S-P-O-R-A and 10% of the proceeds will come back to support the show. All right, see you next time.